2: sweet song, wake up, wake up, you head, get up, get up, get out of the bed, cheer up, cheer up, the sun is red, live, love, love and be happy, what if I be blue now I'm walking through fields of flowers, rain may glisten but still I listen for hours. When he starts rubbing his own sweet song I'm just a kid
3: Away already in 2023. Is our form on the road finally turning? Let's hope so. Welcome to Charlton Live. Hello and welcome to Charlton Live. I hope you guys are well. My name is Louis Mendez. On yes, uh, on this show, we will be looking back at yesterday's 2-1 win uh, down at St. James Park against Exeter City. Uh, two away wins on the spin, actually. It feels like a, a year ago since we played Pompey on New Year's Day, but that was actually our last league away game that we actually played, obviously, with Peterborough. So that's two on the spin uh, for the Addicts. Two of our three away wins this season have come uh, under Dean Holden. So joining me to look back at that game. First up, Mr. Nathan Muller. Hey Dean Living the dream, mate. Really enjoyed yeah.
0: yesterday. It was a good yeah. day yesterday. Really enjoyed the little stand
3: there. Really enjoyed Yeah, it's that. Nice. It, was, it was nice. Yeah, and you only just got back from Exeter uh, today, so I, I, mean, <sighs> I assume you spent a night in the cells. Um, what, what did you do? <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I actually was well behaved, yesterday, mate. I was watching match of the day. I went out. Obviously, I had a couple of beers with a couple of um, in, in, with a couple of other fans and stuff. And then yeah, it was quite. It was quite a laid back one. Believe it or not, I know it's hard to, to think. That, you know, yeah. I can do that, but I am very mature sometimes, Louis Mendes. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, really good parole. day. That, you that's
3: good. I the parole officer this morning. <laughs> so, and uh, also joining us uh, on the show is Mr. Ben Clark. How you doing, Ben?
4: Hello, mate. Yeah, all good, thank you. Yeah, enjoyed the game uh, yesterday, watching from afar? I did enjoy the game. I very enjoyed the game. I watched the game with your daughter. I was trying to get her into the game. She was loving it, mate. Yeah, of course,
3: yeah. And uh, well, you, you've had a you've had a busy day already. You're going out to what, not run a ten
4: a k. I did not run a ten k. Normally, I am the one running it, but I went and watched uh, my fiance and our friend run the London Winter Run this morning, and uh, it was quite funny actually. I was by the finish line clapping everyone in, and I spotted this guy. He's probably about mid twenties. He looks a little bit weary coming up the towards the line, and then I saw he had Chelten shorts on. So I was saying, go on, mate, keep going, you're nearly there. Do it for Cholton, go on. And as I said that, he made two more steps and then he spewed up everywhere. <laughs> so uh, I don't think that line really helped him.
3: <laughs> yeah, so as soon as you asked him to think of Cholton, he just projectile vomited all over himself, which is, which is uh, probably quite a nice uh, metaphor for how our season's gone. But hey, we're on a high. We won yesterday. We've won four out of five. Um, yeah, I'm not going to say we're we're in the playoff race, but yeah, we we enjoyed it. So uh, as I said, we're going to hear the highlights of uh, yesterday's win shortly. We will, of course, hear from the gaffer. Uh, Dean Holden, he was buying beers on the train back yesterday as well, um, and uh, we're going to hear from Jez Raksaki, who scored uh, well, a tap-in, uh, according to our friends at the, the My New Football Club podcast, uh, the Exeter City fans, but uh, we have decided actually that was one of the best goals we've scored this season, so uh, we're going to hear from Jez later on, we've got your tweets and emails as well, but before we hear the highlights, Nath, um the, over, it was a strange game actually for, for a team that was 2-0 up within 20 minutes I thought we started quite slowly but as soon as we got the first goal we, we were electric for sort of 15-20 minutes um, uh, they, they got one back uh, we had to hold on for a little bit before half time but then actually I thought we were seeing the game out fairly comfortably in that second half it was an even game but in terms of actual chances In the second period, we we had a couple of good ones on the counter. They didn't really have anything until uh, Ashley Maynard Brewer made himself the hero in added time. So overall, I I feel like we deserved the three points there.
0: Yeah, um, I thought, yeah, like you say, it was a great start. I was standing with a couple uh, of other fans and I was saying they were playing so narrow. We always had an overload on that left-hand side with Corey. Um, and I said there's gotta got to be a goal here. We'll get a goal from that left hand side. Granted, I didn't expect it to be as a great finish it was. I thought it'd be like um like a cross in the box and a little finish there. But great finish by Jez. I thought he was good yesterday. Um and they had to change it up, you know, and they changed it up and brought was it Mitchell on who actually scored. But um yeah, for the first sort of twenty, twenty five minutes I thought we were really good value. I was really I was a bit shocked, really, going 2 up. I thought, well, this is easy. It's going to be a nice, easy game today. Lovely stuff. Um, but yeah, like Holden said in his post-match, you know, they score, their tails get up, the momentum shifts a little bit. Um, and yeah, I mean, they had their little bits of moments and stuff, but I actually felt quite comfortable, oddly. Uh, thinking about it um, but I will say I think if Giovanni Brown was playing I think it might have ended up a little bit different because they definitely missed him yesterday um, but obviously because he was suspended due to discipline reasons um, but yeah no I thought we were good value yesterday and it was just nice that we saw it out because this one of those games that in previously squeaky bum time happens and then we might have conceded again I know it, a great save from Ashley at the end um, but, yeah, I think it's a good, solid away performance, I think. And, those, obviously, the early two goals up us out along the way.
3: Yeah, and, uh, yeah, I mean, obviously, you're right about the Giovanni Brown point. I think on, on Thursday's pod, we were, obviously, highlighting him as a, as a danger man um, because, uh, well, he is. <laughs> but, um, I mean, he's proved it in many ways by the sounds of it now. But, um, yeah, the, the fact that we held on... I think in that 15 minutes before half-time was very important, Ben, because I had visions of the Burton away game where we'd gone 2-0 up and then as soon as we conceded a goal, panicked and it was 2-2 by half-time. The fact that we managed to keep them at bay until half-time just seemed to, I don't know, help us regroup and give us that little bit of of confidence to step it up again in terms of organisation in the second half.
4: Yeah, it did. Uh, I was thinking about the Burton game at the same time as well because even their goal that they score... It's such a poor goal to concede, wasn't it? I mean, it was just... I don't know how that guy sneaks in at a far post to volley in. So that was a shame. But um, yeah, it was the same, wasn't it, against Barnsley at home where we scored a good goal, but Barnsley were battering us towards the end of that half and we managed to keep it at 1-0 going into half-time. And that gives us confidence going into the second half. Um, and I was trying to type in the highlights earlier. And both Exeter and Charlton Highlights don't show anything from the second half. So it shows how well we did do in that second half to to keep them quiet. Um, because as much as Nath said, yeah, Giovanni uh, Brown was missing. That non-base scored quite a few this season, hasn't he? And um, yeah, we kept them quiet. Just the only save I can think of really was that save late on. And that was obviously a bit of a mistake from one of our substitutes. So um, yeah, really pleased because... We come out in our second half. Yes, we are thinking about we're only one goal in front, but um, we also had a few chances, didn't we, in that second half where it just flashed across goal, and you just thought, ah, oh, someone just slid across. We could, we could have scored there. So, um, yeah, as uh, as you guys have already alluded to, I, I do think we deserve to win overall because we took our chances beautifully. Um, we we did let them uh, have that fortunate goal, um, but we also battled well to. To keep the victory. So, um, yeah, overall, really pleased with that because they're a side in form as well.
3: Yeah, lovely stuff. All right, well right, let's have a listen back to the goals uh, from Cholton TV, your commentators,
5: as always, were Greg Stubbley. And going on the inside now. Fraser trying to find him, but he's just put his foot on the ball. Found Dobson in support. Dobson trying to swing it into the Rex he gets oh, the ball! Want... Oh, what a good goal that is! Oh. Lovely move! Ball inside to Dobson. goal charlton had the lead after just short of eight minutes what a
1: wonderful goal tell the run from raksaki was outstanding made it inside beyond the defense dobson has the awareness to spot him and then you're thinking maybe raksaki will take a touch bring it down But it's an outstanding finish with his left foot the goalkeeper has no chance he couldn't have called it any better the run the pass the finish was glorious And charlton had the lead
5: holding up a shirt I don't know what's on it and oh, Rexek is getting booked for that for holding up a shirt which is clearly in support of somebody and Rexek has just got booked for doing it no idea I didn't realize that was a rule by the way and clearly Rexek did not And Ness on the left Chance switching from one side to the other trying to pick open this exit of defence Ness sends it forward Breck and Taylor on the run it's a great ball can brecken Taylor get it under possession he can and that's the second Incisive pass from Lucas Nest to pick out the runner Blackett Taylor into the penalty area. Just for a second, I thought it was, it was Caprice or Sweeney. I couldn't make it out. I thought he'd got the better of him and got the right side, but lovely body movement from Blackett Taylor to allow himself to slot it past Blackman for Charlton second.
1: Was well, another outstanding pass for me again. It's this time it's Nest, the centre half. Another good run as well, Bracky Taylor getting beyond Caprice and lets it go far too easily. As you say, I thought initially Caprice did enough to get back. We couldn't get anything on the ball and Bracky Taylor's a decent composed finish for Cholton. And since taking the lead have been good value for their lead.
5: The key thing for I me, got me got there was the, the high press from Exeter in the field up to that goal. That Exeter trying to pin us in. Charlton didn't panic, Charlton played it from one side to the other, backwards, sideways, and the final pass before it got to the Ness was the ball back to Maynard Brewer, little touch into Ness, and he looked up, saw the runner Blackett-Taylor, and an exquisite pass, and now Blackett-Taylor to then run through with composure, and the finish. To the blood. ball again with Caprice, shapes for a cross, Dobson pushes him
1: back, still acts to have it, Caprice, it's a nice turn and now with the cross towards the far post is awkward and Mitchell at the far post scores and the substitution has worked for Exeter,
5: Chong couldn't prevent the cross, Mitchell at the far post gets there first and Exeter are back in the game. Well two issues there I think mean, the first ball I thought uh, White was clearly offside for me, I'm looking right down the line and he looked offside but that that aside we allowed to caprice to get that cross in which we shouldn't really do we had two or three failed attempts to get the ball over and we didn't stay goal side allowed the cross to come in then nobody went with dimitri mitchell at the far side at the post on the near side as we look and that's t- too easy That goal.
3: there we go cheers to the boys for that and for glove for organizing the uh the download of the commentary as well um it's a tough place to start, but I think probably that the highlight of the game was was Jez Raksaki's goal, which was an, an absolutely fantastic finish on his left foot. I mean, the vision from Dobson for the pass as well was superb. I mean, we'll talk about the different styles of football we've sort of implemented over the last few weeks in a minute, Naif, but just in terms of an absolute thunderous finish on his left foot, that that will take some beating this season in terms of a technical finish as well because that's a lot more difficult than he made it look.
0: Yeah, it is, it's a difficult finish to do and I thought he took it very well. Obviously, he scored. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's not easy to do that. And I think, as you said, the way we're sort of playing now, you can see that our passes are more forward-thinking and more, you know, they're penetrating defences a lot more than going side to side and back to front, um, which works sometimes. But I think, yes, both goals really just showed the the sort of... Uh, I use the word direct loosely because if you say di- direct nowadays everyone thinks that's a long ball but it was, um, it was a great ball by Dobbo and yeah the finish because he had to sort of like sort of chip it and sort because of, Jamal Blackman's not a you know he's not a midget is he he's not a small keeper and a great finish from Jez and he can do that you know and he uh, there was a couple of chances he's missed recently that you know everyone was disappointed with him I'm sure he was disappointed himself but great finish from Jez and um I mean, you look at his stats this year. Considering it's his first senior, you know, season. You know, similar to when we had Connor. You know, that was his first season. He's doing so well. And in theory, I'm just glad that them lot down the road, the other lot, um, lucky just let us have him for the rest of the rest of the season and let him grow. And who knows about next season? Whether or not we'll get him next year, or if they want to test him in the, in the championship, I don't know. But yeah, he's been great, and um, he's so threatening and and obviously Corey got the other one so but yeah great finish from Jez. um and he just c- c- continues to grow you know as the games go by
3: yeah and, and yeah I, mean, I can't see a a situation where he'd be with us next year because uh, you know I've, I've already laid the line down that unfortunately we're not going to make the playoffs unless there's a miracle which which there won't be as far as i'm concerned so yeah surely he'd be in the championship next season um the, the second goal as well so it's a similar mold in that we, 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 we got a ball forward from, from a bit deeper. I mean, this, this one was much further deeper, Lucas Ness's ball. And again, that's a, a side of his game. We weren't aware that he had, but it was a wonderful ball through. Um, not always with Corey Blackett-Taylor, would you expect to see him hold off a defender like that? I don't know I don't know if I knew he had that in him as well, but he, he held off Jake Caprice, who was too worried about looking beautiful. And um, yeah, a, a good slotted finish as well.
4: Yeah, look, we're all crying out for Corey to add that to his game, aren't we? Just a composed finish. Well, he's got it all, hasn't he? He's got the pace, he's got the trickery. To add a little bit of strength in his game and push off the defender um, was was great. And he just you, you're thinking, right, go on, shoot now, don't get it caught in your feet. And um, it was a real composed finish underneath the keeper, as Nath was saying. He's, he's a big guy there, keeper, Blackman. And you kind of, as you're bearing down on goal... Um, you're wondering where to put the ball aren't you but he, he slotted it well underneath him and um, yeah look we all we know he's got we've got so much about his game Corey but when it comes to shooting he often makes the wrong decision and balloons it over enough times this season but we have also seen times where uh, the game the other week was it Lincoln game where he smashed it into the roof of the net and um, and against Portsmouth this season where he scored a good goal. So we know he can do it. It's just doing it on a consistent basis. And, uh, yeah, I was pleased with him first half yesterday. I thought he really gave them trouble down that side. As Nave said, they were really trying to push us um, narrow into the middle of the park. And um, we exploited that well with Jez and uh, Corey. They gave him trouble the whole game. We know he's got it about him, don't we? It's just that consistency. So hopefully that will give him some good confidence. And, um yeah, it was nice. Our two wingers uh, scoring goals yesterday and chipping in. And uh, I thought McCauley done well as well. I thought he did enough running off the ball and draw drew those two into the game. And uh, I thought actually Corey linked well with Penny yesterday. There were a few times where Penny was making good runs and drawing defenders away and giving him some space to do that. So hopefully these two can and draw a partnership together now. Um, I don't know if weren't on the bench yesterday, was he? So... Um, yeah, having a natural left footer there can can help him draw a bit of a partnership there as well. Yeah, Cesc uh, had a
3: reoccurrence of his uh, swollen knee problem, which we know he has to manage, which is uh, a frustration for him, I- I- I'm sure. Um, yeah, it, it, they must have been a bit shell-shocked, Exeter City, to find themselves 2 nil down after the start they'd made. It was a really fast start from them for probably the majority of that first eight minutes before we scored, so... It, it, the goal came at the right time for us and you don't often say that after just eight minutes like we, we need we need something here to get a foothold into the game naif
0: yeah it did and as you say they had a fast start and um you know they put the put the game to us as they would as a home side um and yeah you're right there mate we did score at the right time and it was a and i think yeah they were shell shot going one down and then not so long after was going two nil down so we scored at the right moments, and we were clinical when we presented the chances, which proved to be pivotal. Because apart from that, I mean, I'm trying to think back. I can't remember two, two other, like too many like guilt edged chances. Um, and yeah, I think and I mentioned what Ben said. I thought McCall done all right yesterday. He was feeding off scraps a little bit, but he put a shift in. Um, he was unlucky to, he couldn't finish one one of them where he tried to hold a defender, and he just had to swing his leg, and it went over. But yeah, we we that when, when the momentum shifted, we scored at the right time and it gave us that little bit of a platform. And towards the end, yeah, we had something to hold on to. So we weren't chasing a game, which a lot of times this season we are chasing games and becoming open. So, yeah, it was good to score those goals and they're great goals as we've all, already touched on.
3: Yeah, and uh, well, again, the as we've mentioned, the, the defending for the goal that we did concede, and Dean does refer to this himself, that 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 was bad, you know. Um. We seem to be out of position in different places. Saki got caught sort of on his blind side as the cross came over as well. Um, it was a good finish. Uh, they, not not there's an excuse, but the, the, the kid Mitchell had only been on the pitch for a few moments, replaced Jack Sparks, who got injured, and ironically provided a bit of a spark by coming on and, and finishing. So we, we just we just didn't catch him. And uh, again, it was a lovely left-footed volley beyond uh, Maynard Brew had no chance, Ben.
4: Yeah, it was, it was a sloppy goal, wasn't it? You think Penny makes, I think Penny makes a bit of a tackle and then it runs through. Dobbo kind of, you think, oh, Dobbo's got that covered. He's not going to let a cross in. And then he kind of went one way, went back the other and got the cross in. Uh, and as you said, Raksaki, I think Innis was kind of looking at Raksaki like, you know, this ball's coming, don't you, mate? Like, he's behind you. But I don't think the communication was there and they both look at each other as he... Yeah, great volley into the net and Maynard Bruce stood there like, how on earth has that gone in and we've not defended it? A frustrating goal to concede, but obviously we're we're then fortunate not to concede another one for half-time, otherwise we'd be looking at that goal thinking, oh, how's how's that happened? So, yeah, a bit unlike Dobbo there to have let that that cross go in. I'm sure he's disappointed. I was watching on Charlton TV and and Brownie was uh, scathing at uh, Dobbo for letting that cross go in, but... um, yeah, it, it was good that we did rally to stop them scoring another one. Because as I say, if they would have got it back to a draw at half time, we would have really been kicking ourselves because I don't think they deserved it. Um, but um, yeah, as you said, that guy did score. It was a good finish um, from him. And yeah, maybe it did confuse them having this guy just come on and change their formation up a little bit, which, which maybe threw us.
3: Yeah, it certainly did, but we did survive to it till time. And as I said, like, at no point in that second period did I feel spectacularly uncomfortable. M- maybe the first five or six minutes after the after the restart, because they did force was it three or four corners, but n- none of them led to anything resembling a chance. Really, I think maybe there's one sort of midway through the second half where they're in down the left and a cross came in, but didn't really go anywhere. Um, it, it felt like we were seeing it out, and actually, we we did have a real threat on the break. I think. Blackett Taylor unlucky not to get a third goal. Uh, when Lee Byrne came on, he had a chance as well. Soon after, where he tried to sort of dribble through, um, I-, I thought we looked the more dangerous side in the second half.
0: Yeah, I think on the break, any with any weak wingers like, in any team with Corey and Jez and to an extent Tyrese that can come off the bench, I thought we'd be it, it would have brought Tyrese on a little bit earlier. Um, again, just for that threat in behind when they were pushing for the for the equaliser. Um, but yeah, I don't, the second half, I don't, I didn't feel. You know, uncomfortable. Um, I thought we could have probably tried to control the game a little bit better. But you know, in hindsight, I was looking at it and going, "Well, well, who would you take off? You wouldn't take off Dobbo." I thought Gavin had a good game. Um, then I was thinking maybe Aaron or Albie could have bring, brought one to try and keep the ball more. But I thought Gavin kept us ticking over. It reminds me so much like Josh Cullen. I know it's early; he's had one game. I'm not saying he's at that level, but he's the way he the way he gets about is very similar to. To Cullen, so um, yeah, I thought we had a good game yesterday, but yeah, second half, I don't, I can't, I, I don't think, I don't think under. I mean, obviously they shoved the keeper on right, right at the end, but yeah, I'm, I'm with you, mate. I didn't feel, you know, really tetchy in those last moments. I thought we'd see it out, but we all know that sometimes we don't. So, a little bit of doubt, but yeah, overall quite comfortable, I think.
3: Yeah, and I mean, obviously it came down to that added time period where. They they did have their two chances. I think Stansfield sent one wide on the volley from the edge of the box that I thought was was a good chance, you know, at least to to get it on target, which he didn't. Um and <laughs> that moment with with Maynard Brewer, who as I said, I felt had had a reasonably quiet second period, but the long ball through, um, and then he had to come hair in off his line. And obviously you're already nervous because of what happened last week, where you know, obviously it wasn't as far off his line, but he did come off his line and, and didn't get to the ball from Ryan Innes's, uh poor header and, and that led to a goal and you, you're thinking oh god not again but he, he's read it superbly he came out with the diving header uh, and then immediately recovered to get back in, in the air and save that that arrowed shot from Harry Kite as well you know I thought that was an excellent save one of the best we've seen so far this season so that that was one hell of an intervention from from Maynard Brewer to, to keep the three points coming and that's that's what you need your goalkeeper to do you need him to be alert even when, when he's had a quiet 45 minutes
4: Exactly that mate, I feel really confident with him in goal and with those chances late on you kind of feel like yeah that's his bread and butter stuff isn't it? With that, with that save, he's such a great shot stopper um, and he's only going to build up that communication with his defenders so a goal like last week won't happen because they'll be able to know each other a bit more um, I mean we've been crying out for it on the pod haven't we, like a settled defence, I know we can't help the injury success and O'Connell getting that injury before so a settled defense and will only lead to them communicating more so they don't do that but I think he timed that salmon like leap really well didn't he he rose to head that ball away he read the games to head that away at the right time I mean I was watching on the TV so I couldn't see the full picture but when you see him do it you're like whoa, whoa, whoa what are you doing but actually it was he timed it really well and uh, you just saw the relief of the final whistle as soon as that final whistle was blown. I think Holden, Harness, ran straight over to Maynard Brewer and were whacking him on the back because they knew what a crucial save that was. And um, yeah, just seeing some big performances from him. We've heard a lot about him. We've seen him play in the odd Papa John's game and went on loan to um, Oh, what Ross County, I Ross think County, it was. Yeah. And you hear all... Yeah, all these rave reviews about him. And um, yeah, he came out well yesterday. And I think even at corners, as you said, they had 14 corners yesterday. Don't think they look like scoring from one of them. I think he marshaled the box well and also claimed the ball really well at them. So, um, yeah, it's great to see like a homegrown keeper come through. Um, I mean, we love all homegrown players, don't we? But I mean, for someone like him, who's been knocking on the door for so long to get his chance, he's he's really taken it. And um, yeah, really pleased for him.
3: Yeah, I know what you mean by homegrown. Obviously, he's been in our academy for a little while, but I do, I do love the story about how he came from Australia uh, to the UK. Haven't been uh, was it Andy Pettersson? I think was the, uh, the the Aussie goalkeeper that sort of recommended him to the club. It's a wonderful story. Um, yeah, you touched on it already. I mean, the only team news that we had, Naif, the only change was Kilkenny coming straight in, which I was shocked by because he ain't played a competitive minute of football since August, and uh, he even like played three or four games at the start of August. He hardly played in the second half of last year. You'd think he'd be Way off it, but he was. I mean, ninety minutes, and it, as as Dean says in his interview, he probably could have done another ninety on top of that. Um, maybe it took him like a little while to get into it. Like he actually was involved in the early penalty shout for for Exeter, but I, I think it was a clean tackle inside the box. But you know, I never saw a replay. Um, but yeah, he grew into it. Tidy on the ball, probably. Uh, I think I, I saw it statistically putting more crosses than anyone else. He put in five crosses into the area. I think there's probably still more to come from him, but it felt a reasonably solid debut you know hope hope for more of the same
0: yeah yeah I agree mate Um, I was a bit shocked as well I thought Albie would be starting I don't think I thought Albie had a good game last game uh, second half against Bolton but um, but I think you uh, obviously when we watched him yesterday Um, You can see what he adds to the team and he's only had a couple of days, uh, you know, training with the lads and getting to know him. And I think there were moments in there that we we were on different wavelength between him and Jez, but he was overlapping. He was moving, he was agile. Um, He's got a good range of passing. So I can see why things brought him in because Dobbo does the the dirty side of the game and and so does Gavin. So I think he's a great little player, Um, loads of energy, something that we definitely lacked. Cause it was basically Dobbo doing it all on himself. So, yeah, good, good start. Um, be interested again to see what happens, you know, next season if we can get someone else like that, uh, if it, if it's Gavin or someone else to go in with Dobbo. But yeah, good performance from yesterday. I don't I wouldn't say it was spectacular, or outstanding, but I thought he had a good game. I did. Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to him in, in the in, obviously up until the end of the season.
3: Yeah, good start, good start. So, like, nice momentum building now, Ben. Four wins out of five. Important to bounce back from the the game against Bolton. I do think, um, you know, I put this in my takeaways we just put out a minute ago on the SLP website. Like, what what we've seen over the last few weeks shows that um, we are not as good as a team like Bolton. There's a chasm between us and playoff teams. You know, on our day, we might beat them, but I think overall, we can see there's a difference there. But... We are a mid-table side. We are good enough to win mid-table games, which is not where I want to be as a Charlton fan. It's not where we should accept it as a club. But it does show that under Ben, we were probably performing worse than than we should have been. And again, maybe I'm getting carried away. This is only a short run and and Ben did have a couple of... We had a one three-game winning run, didn't he? But we are good enough to beat fellow mid-table teams sometimes. We are good enough to have a nice day and we've got some players who can score some good goals. Like, there's... There's an element there to, to sort of cling on to for the rest of the season, even if you know it is pretty sad that we're miles off being a top six team at the moment.
4: Yeah, I think you're right. I think it was a bit of uh, last week against Bolton. They thoroughly deserve the win, um, albeit down to one f- uh, error from us. But... Um, We've got a core of a really good side there. And as I said earlier, like with, with Corey, um, unfortunately, we got a bit of an inconsistent player there. If he was consistent, he wouldn't be playing for us, would he? But um, yeah, I think under Ben, it kind of went a bit sour, didn't it? Like teams knew what we were going to do. And yes, we had suffered with injuries at the back and gave away, gave away comical goals. I think that's the main thing Dean's come in and done, like just came in and gone, we're conceding far too many goals because we've scored a lot of goals this season. It's just we always did concede. Um, And instead of passing it around in the back, we're not seeing that as much anymore. I think for balls dropping over the top of Innes and Ness, they're not looking to turn and try and play the ball to anyone else. They're just booting that in Rosehead and playing it simple. So I think that's helped a lot. Um, And, yeah, I think Dobbo and Fraser, as we've said before, they've built such a great little partnership, the two of them. And if it's Payne, Morgan, or now Kilkenny, they're fitting in well with them and making a big impact. It's just getting these other players. I mean, Jez, as we uh, said earlier, he's going to miss your chance here and there because he's young. He's growing. But he's been a bit more consistent now with his performances, And he's been a great player for us this season. It's just getting the likes of Corey or whether it be Campbell to make these consistent performances a bit more. But yeah, as you said, we we are a solid mid-table side. We've gone to um, places like Exeter who have, who have done really well this season and, and grabbed the win um, and proven ourselves against a team like Barnsley who are in the playoffs. But I think there, that difference between a team like Bolton and Barnsley or, I mean, we will have to play a few big games coming up when we? we've we got to play Sheffield Wednesday soon. We've got to play uh, Peterborough soon. Um so we'll see how we fare against these teams. But um yeah, the the mid table teams or the teams down there we're performing better against like we've seen against Lincoln and um oh, I can't remember the other game. But anyway, yeah, we're we're playing a lot more positively under Dean and and it's good to see like he grew some confidence out of nowhere because it was your um summary after the Stockport game where we were so doom and gloom about the club we didn't know how low we could go. Dean's come in and he's he's really changed the place, hasn't he? He's got a real confidence going in the, in the players. And, and yeah, there's not many players left, is there? He's really shortened the team, but seems to work after yesterday. So, mm. yes, is it's, it's, we need to not get carried, but we need to do cling on to some positives. Otherwise, what's the point again? You know what I mean? Although we might not get playoffs, we've got to try and cling on to positives and try and get a team going for next season where it's solid and strengthened enough to add some more players and go again.
3: Yeah, I mean, uh, you, I, I know when, when I was speaking to, after the Stockport game, I was talking about how Charlton are at the lowest ebb. And statistically, we still are. A, f- a fourth season in League One, which is what's going to come next year, will be our lowest ebb, unfortunately. And, you know, the the takeover nonsense going on in the background. Uh, Charlie Meffin, I'm, I'm not sure if he was there yesterday. We tried to have a look at the director's box. We couldn't see him, but at the same time, that doesn't necessarily mean he wasn't there. Andy Scott was there. But, I mean, this is still all going on in the background. There's still loads of concern uh, and, and things that aren't clear in the background. And I do still think, just even though we've won, I've enjoyed the last few weeks in terms of on the field, I still think we're in a, we're in a bad place. Uh, and, we and like I say, statistically, we are at the, our lowest ebb still. But, hey, hey, let's enjoy a couple of wins. Uh, let's hear what the Addicts boss uh, had to say about it as well. Dean Holden came to speak to me. Uh, after the game, I asked for his views. Uh, on the performance down at St James Park we
6: talked about going into the game good teams that want to have a strong season don't lose two games on the spin so that was a, a part of our mentality we we scored two outstanding goals in that opening period um, and, and were very good value for that too, 0 at that point I thought some of our play was exceptional we talked about coming in on a good pitch and, and showing the best of ourselves with the ball which we did and we got a bit panicky after that we, got, we, we were slashing at clearances and no, we've got to be miles Depp better on their goal it's, We got the press wrong in terms of the way that we went after the ball They get through us too easy, then we don't stop the cross And he strolls in at the back post with two players near him and, and it's an easy volley into the corner So at that point, you know, their crowd got a bit more energy about them There was a bit more intent in the way that they were playing So to get in at 2-1 was important for us And then we just settled them down we, we needed to improve tactically in terms of Stansfield was giving us some problems on, in that little pocket In front of the in front of Ryan Innes and behind uh, Gav Kilkenny so we addressed that half time and I thought we yeah I thought we improved much more I thought if I'm being honest Louis I think we were the better team for 25 minutes I think they probably were the better team for the rest of the first half and then the second half was pretty even I would I would say and you know Ash at the end there he's come out he's won that diving header and, and, and a brilliant save as well and although probably should have had a couple of free kicks in the build up so all in all it's been uh, it's been, a, it's been a good day for us. I was
3: going to say it felt even in the second half, but without Exeter actually creating too many chances. So Ash did well to still be sort of alert in, the, in those dying stages. Especially that diving header was a remarkable bit of vision from him. Yeah, he's got to be switched on,
6: hasn't he? and that's the way that he trains all week. So credit to him. You know, you know, as a goalkeeper, you might not be in the game very often, but when you are, you need to you need to produce. And you know, when the back line gets breached, he, he was there to do to do his job. So you no, know, it's been a been a good day for him. I have to, I have to mention what Gav Kilkenny on his debut it was absolutely outstanding. I have to say.
3: Yeah, I was going to ask you about, about Gavin, obviously I haven't played a great deal of football this season, but to, to come in and put in a performance that you, you must have been pleased with.
6: Yeah, I know his temperament, obviously I know him well, he's, a, he's an excellent footballer in terms of playing in tight areas, but he can go up to the ball, he gives us something a little bit different when, when we've not, you know, he played a bit deeper with George today and, and we sort of got Scotty in that 10 position really, if you look at the data going into it and, and the way that you, you see on the footage, they, they give up big spaces in front of their back three, so we knew Scotty could hurt them in there and we, yeah, time and time again we got in the ball and... Yeah, they were saying he might have only had 60 minutes in him, Gav, but no, he was fine. I think he could probably go and go and play again knowing him.
3: You mentioned the uh, the quality of Jez's finish. That really was uh, an exceptional volley on his left foot.
6: Yeah, probably more difficult than the one he missed against Barnsley. I mean, it's a great ball from George. Um, we talked all week about them types of runs, out to win runs. We've seen it for both goals. Jez for the for the finish, comes over his shoulder. I've not seen it back, but I remember it. It's a brilliant finish, top right in the far corner. And, and then Nessie, yeah, great passing move. Nessie steps in with the ball. and uh, Again, lovely ball over the top and Corey's... I was threatening that middle part of the goal as opposed to playing, being on the outside so pleasing that that came off two outstanding goals
3: and is a poignant celebration as well a yeah. year since Ben's passing yeah the, uh, his,
6: mom, his mother and father Gary and Sharon came in yesterday had a good, really good chat with them and yeah it's important that, it, that we uh, we show that we're a club united and uh, that was a fantastic moment uh, my fault that Jazz got booked I wasn't sure that was in the rule book about any messaging to be honest I thought it was if it was something political or whatever else but I'm anyway that's not that's not to uh, worry about he, he was fine with that but a great a great moment and uh they'll be watching at home and his father's mate was here we got him the shirt after the game so again shows shows to show what a great group we've got
3: and uh, no no michael today i guess it's it's obviously too soon for him uh, having only just joined up um, i understand he's going to play for the for the 21s this week yeah we've
6: got we've organized a game a good game as well at Bournemouth's training ground uh, on tuesday afternoon so michael will play some minutes in that we've got him in his own program and yeah we'll see how he feels after that
3: how, how sort of far off is he is he i guess having not played at all is he someone who has sort of kept his he's training up on, on yeah, his own yeah he's, he's a
6: fit lad he's a fit lad he's gone through his career without any significant injuries he's, he's looked after himself uh, he's 30 years old so you know we, we can't be totally re- reliant upon an ipad so to speak with with, with that we you know we're speaking to him finding out exactly what he's been doing and how he's feeling and sometimes you have, you have to go for that i mean gav's not played himself in a long time so you know it, it, Every individual is totally different, so now he'll play at Bournemouth. He'll get some real match action in that. That'll be a good game. And uh, yeah, as I say, we'll just assess it as we go after that.
3: Just fine him. Mean, it's four, four wins out of five, which is some good momentum. But also, it's, it's a third away win of the season. Two of which have, have come under yourself. I mean, how, how important is it that John do continue to pick up this away form?
6: Yeah, yeah. It was poor, obviously, before before me coming in. I, um, I think it's important to, to keep our season alive for, for as long as possible. We knew where Exeter were in the table in terms of four points above us. All of a sudden we're pushing up towards that top half again and, and, and then we keep moving forwards from there. But no, there's no doubt could the support we had again today, I don't know how many were here, but f- we filled out our allocation. It's not an easy place to get to, is it? Uh, Nor is it close by. So thanks to every single one of them and hopefully they've enjoyed it. Cheers. Cheers. You must be delighted with your start thing that uh coming into the club and, you know four wins out of five as well and you're on a good run, aren't you? Yeah, the boys have the boys have come here and put in a good performance as I say, there's loads to work on. Can't on. The results are important for us, but there's, there's a lot of work to do. We need to make sure we keep improving. There's a good, honest group in there. You know, we, we we reflect after every game, win, lose or draw, and we never get too carried away when we win. And we don't get, you know, we didn't get too down after the Bolton game. Don't get me wrong, we were, we were upset, we were frustrated, but we had a good training week, and uh, we kept the confidence high with the players. And every game's quite tight. You can see that again today. So we got the right end of a two-one victory today, but so much to work on. But yeah, to be. To be in the form that we're in, considering now you know little time we've had in the job and how sort of little preparation time we've had, is, is obviously a, a really good time. But so much to, so much to improve on. A lovely tribute from the football club as well yeah. for the
5: first
3: goal. I and mean, A you know, touching moment for
6: everyone, I guess. Yeah, it's obviously you know they've suffered terribly with, with Ben's passing, and it's a, it's a year ago today that we hadn't always did this time last year. We with, with goal against Wimbledon, and we wanted to do the same again today. We're going to show everyone that you know, and Athletic is a, a club united, and uh, the fans are with the players, the players are with the fans, a great moment for the for the Jay family.
2: It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves
5: Trying to take his man on, chip ball back across, powers there, pierces there, Bauer with a header,
2: and it's it's Yes! Oh, it's it's it. it's oh, it. it's oh Patrick Maher, you absolute German beauty. Woo! Dreamland! Charles has scored, with seconds remaining! We've done it too! Gets in, come on! What a time it's to be here! Here at oh, Wembley! My word!
5: Oh, my Oh, my Live.
3: Well, welcome back to Charlton Live. I hope you guys are enjoying the show. Just before the break there, we heard from the Addicts boss, uh, Dean Holden, after yesterday's win down at uh, St. James Park against Exeter. Uh, I-, I mentioned to him there about the the, the two away wins have, have come under him. We've only won three on the road all season. Obviously, four wins out of five now. And he has found a difference there. Um, and as Ben, as Ben and yourself have already spoken about, you know, we, we 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 have found an ability to be more, to mix it up more, to be more direct, and that, that I feel like that I feel like that has made a big difference. And also, we we are just not allowing Ryan Innes to pass the ball too much, which is helping as well, or any of our defenders. So we're we, we're cutting out errors at the back end and and, and making sure we're a bit quicker to the to the uh to, to to the ball forward at the other which is helping.
0: Yeah, exactly. Um I mean it's football's an easy game really when you think about it. You know, if you're if you're a defender and you're not technically gifted, then you give the ball to players who are technically gifted, you know, and I think that's what he's done. I've, I think with Ness and Innis, um, play it simple. If the pass is on then fine. Um I and mean, although we're saying that, you know, look at Les- Ness's one that was on yesterday and he done it and it come off. So I just think he's, he, we're doing things less complicated. Before, I think we were over-complicating things and and some of our play, and we, we're our own worst enemy at times. I think Bristol Rovers springs to mind. I know that's directly on at Ryan again, which I've done a few times this year, but there was a t- time yesterday where he was, uh, the ball came down, down the right-hand side and in theory probably had enough time to turn and play it back to Ashley or whatever, but he didn't. He just got rid of it, and then you regroup. So I think, yeah, we, we're just sticking more to the basics, doing the basics right, giving the balls you know to the players who can hurt teams. And obviously it's coming, it's, you know, it's going well at the moment. We just need to keep going with that sort of mentality because when we try and overcomplicate things is when we start giving away silly goals. Um, so yeah, I think he's, he's definitely making us... Pass it at times. You've got to keep the ball at times. There's no, you know, as soon as you lump a ball up, you're more or less, it's a 50-50. So there's times where you keep the ball, but it's in the areas that we keep it. Um, so, yeah, I can definitely see what Dean's doing there. And he's just made it simple. We just like, make it simple, make it comfortable. Um, and yeah, it's obviously we're getting the results to back it
7: up.
3: Yeah, he's gone, gone out of his way to sort of embrace the, uh, the supporters as well. Uh, he was on the train back with quite a few yesterday. It sounds like he was buying beers. And obviously, um, he, he made sure the club paid uh, tribute to to Ben J, uh on, on the uh, anniversary of his passing as well with the shirt of the yellow card for Jez. It was a bit of a weird one, wasn't it? But I guess if that's the rules, that's the rules. It just it, it seemed unclear at the, at the time, which was was a shame. But yeah, that was a, a touching moment as well. well. Let's have a look at some of the tweets and emails uh, that have come in uh, since, uh, since yesterday's games. So I'll have a look at the... Uh, the tweets uh, first. And um, yeah, I mean, uh, Charlton Exile did, did reference Dean, really liking Dean Holden. The results help, of course, but his football intelligence is clear. is really brought into the concept of connecting with the fans. The question is, will we keep him uh, beyond this season? I mean, that, that that that's why having all of these conversations about how we enjoyed yesterday, it's always tainted with, well, half these players aren't going to be here next season. Like half the players, we've, all the players we signed in the January transfer window are not contracted beyond this season. Um, the manager is not, and we don't know what's going to happen. And there's no clear answer either as well. So that's why it's everything we talk about Ben is tainted, you know, but he's right that Dean has has seen the importance of the club being together. That is probably something that I know Ben would try and speak about the fans a bit, but I think Dean understands how to win the fans over. And he's certainly, certainly done that since he's come in.
4: Yeah. He's saying the right things, but he's also doing the right things. I mean, look, he he can't do anything about what's happening off the field at the moment. He's been brought in. Of course, he jumped at a chance. He was an assistant manager at Stoke that had been let go. So it was a massive opportunity for him to then take his second managerial job after a short stint with Bristol City. So he's come in. He's looked at the club and thought he could see, obviously, the disruption off the pitch with a lot of people turning on Thomas and not trusting him in anymore. And now obviously we, how many times do we say it on this show now? We just don't know what's happening. And he's just gone, right, what can I control? I can control my relationship with the fans, build that up and get them just focusing on the team. Like, cause we obviously as fans, we, we just, we get so frustrated. We've obviously in the past protested and, and, Just trying to focus on what's on the pitch rather than every game. Like just thinking, oh, blind, we just don't know what's happening off the pitch. As you said, we come away from a game yesterday really happy that we've won and seen such positive performances from players. But we're seeing positive performances from players who are out of contract to the season and a manager who's really gained the hearts of fans now. He's out of contract at the end of the season. So you're just thinking, oh, I really want to enjoy what's happening, but I can't so much. But yeah, full credit to Dean. As I said, he's come in, he's controlled what he can. He's built a relationship with the fans. He's already done a a Bromley addicts meeting as well. And he obviously met a lot of people on the train yesterday. That's what we want to see, this instant communication with a manager, and with players, obviously, lovely touch from George Dobson giving his shirt to a fan yesterday and holding up the shirt uh, to commemorate uh, Ben Jay. Lovely. That's what we want to see, like that communication. But yeah, it is hard when we still don't know what's happening off the, fit, off the pitch, do we? But mm. um, it's great that Dean can take our mind off that and the players and focus on these positive results. And um, hopefully it can get sorted. And even if it does, let's just pray that it can be some positive ownership for once, eh?
3: Yeah, well, yeah, we'll see. Right, Stuart says, great three away uh, points. Uh, very rare uh, to win on the road this season. Team looked nervous after going two up, but hopefully they will now have that missing confidence to believe uh, that top 10 or top 8 is at least very achievable. Raksaki, uh finish was assured. Uh, now on to the Valley uh, for next Saturday. Come on, you're Is that Stuart? Yep, Fleetwood uh, coming down. it's a push. Uh, I don't know if you saw the Fleetwood-Burton game, yeah, where I think the rule was if you want to score in that game, you have to have at least, uh, played for Cheltenham at least once because I think, was it three out of the five goal scorers? Remarkable. Stockley, Oshelaga, and a late winner from Kirk as well on <laughs> the goal scoring front yesterday. Right, Platt, he said, a decent performance yesterday. Thought Kilkenny had a decent game given uh, lack of match fitness. Ness, again, excellent, uh, and the wing was still effective. Still looked dodgy in defence, under pressure, but Ness uh, will be even uh, m- more better when and if Hector starts he says Holden uh, is our man uh, Stevie says a fantastic away win against strong opponents the fight and bottle the club showed can't go unnoticed uh, Dean Holden is working wonders in SE7 has got the belief back into the players that this would not have been a win uh under uh, Ghana the club needs to get Dean Holden to sign a contract uh, immediately Tom says a real battling performance from the lads yesterday four wins from five from Holden let's uh Forget the graph for now. We're making the playoffs. Yeah, don't don't look at a graph if you want to think we're going to make the playoffs. Um, uh, George said, it was a great performance yesterday. Very nerve-wracking at the end Thought Kelkenny. Uh, was a brilliant along with this. So I'm very encouraged by Holden. We've got to pin him down for another few years. I've just realised that is our first win in the third kit this season. Yeah, well, so we won at Portsmouth in red. What was the other way win? Shrewsbury, yeah, that was red as well. Yeah, well spotted, George. And um, finally, we, we've got. I'm sure we've had away kits that we've never won in before. I'm, I'm convinced we have. Right, Paul said, uh, thirty minutes of uh, quality decided the scoreline. Sixty minutes uh, of defending it. Uh, away from home under current circumstances uh, at the club I'm not sure you can ask for much more uh, at the moment Uh, yeah indeed it was a yeah I thought thought we were worthwhile for the three points yesterday Alan said the main difference I've noticed under Dean is we're not overplaying it at the back if safe to do so then play out but our first thought is to put it out under pressure or get it up the field at least Innes is still not comfortable in possession uh, but we do try and play it on the ground, uh, but press and go forward quick. That's from that's from Alan as well. Uh, John said, yeah, I mean, I was tweeting earlier about how we still have a mountain to climb in terms of playoffs, which is unfortunately the reality. I still think we'd have to win minimum another 11 games or so out of 18, which is not something you'd expect to happen. Um, he says, uh, even though that treat is true, the manager seems to be constructing a good base camp uh, to proceed proceed upwards with, which would be very nice if we could do that. Um, But like I say, uh, a realistic run in for us would, would see us in our final 18 games, winning 11, drawing five and only losing two. Uh, we've only won nine games all season out of our 28 so far. That's, that's what I'm trying to tell you. Uh, and finally, uh, Dan said a good performance yesterday. Shame about the goal we conceded, but some absolute resolute defending as well as that actually may not brew header right to the death. Uh, were crucial to getting those three points. Uh, I think it's fair to say the lads have turned a corner since Dean Holden took charge. Love to show lads. Great work. That's from Dan. Cheers, Dan. Well, I've got some emails to come up shortly. Uh, but I want to hear from uh, one of the goal scorers from yesterday. One of the great goal scorers, Jez Raksaki, Uh, came to speak to uh, Greg Stubbley for Charlotte TV and myself uh, after yesterday's game and Greg asked him uh, how pleased he was with the three points
7: yeah you know we've been planning on this during during the week um, that we needed a reaction from last week and you know we're just happy that we're able to bounce back from last week's defeat and
1: get the three points today and the goal itself was a special one Uh, talk us through it the ball from Dobbo was brilliant the finish from yourself was even better yeah um, you know me
7: and Dobbo have that um, connection but I know he has the quality to find me in behind so i just ran off my man and you know the quality of double to find me um, on the run and yeah i'm just happy
1: that i took it away is this something you've been working on because you as soon as dobson picked it up you looked to make the run in behind left wing back, is it something that things has been talking to you about during the week? Yeah,
7: 100%, you know, um, that's what he wants me to do to add to my game, you know, running run around. the ball and, um, uh, yeah, so, uh, yeah, it's just running off the ball, so I'm just happy that
1: double found me and, uh, yeah, it was a great fight the him. And the finish, I mean, you're quite a humble fella, so you might not say too much about it, but the, the finish itself was unbelievable. You must have been proud on that one in.
7: Yeah, 100%, I just watched it back now, and yeah, it just looked better on the phone, so now nah, I'm
1: just happy that I scored today. And I mean, it was a bit of a nervy finish, but in all, Cholton played really well. The mood in dressing room after that must be quite happy coming away from home, getting those three points, and then must be going back with smiles on your faces. Yeah, 100%. We knew that um, it was going to be a tough game, there's no easy place to come in, you know, we're just happy to get um, the three points to it. And since Dean's coming, how have you found working with him as a new manager, maybe a slightly different style, but certainly for yourself, you've, you seem to be getting a lot of joy. Um, yeah, you know, he's really demanding on us for
7: training. We um, like to give everything that we have, because you know the quality that we have. Um, it's been a tough
1: season, but you know,
7: we're just trying to improve every week and just try to get the results.
1: And of course this being your first loan, um, how have you found the experience in Charlton so far? What have you learned yourself and how do you think you've developed as the season's come on? I think it's really good for me, you know, exposure
7: to men's football. As you said, it's my first loan and I'm just trying to improve every game and trying to help the team as much as I can. And I'm just happy that um, the fans are able to support me and
1: all the players and staff have been great as well. Now, between now and the end of the season, have you set yourself a target, potential goals, maybe assists, have you got something in mind? Uh, now, nah, not necessarily. You know, I'm
7: just trying to um, take every game as it comes, trying to um, do my best and give 100% for the team and hopefully at the end of the season, um, we've done well.
1: Now, finally, for me, we've had over a thousand Charlton fans in the way stand today, travelled in numbers, Old Trafford, uh, the game against Peterborough got called off. But uh, how have you found the support and, and what has that meant to you as, as a player as well? Um, you know it's great to have the fan support
7: they're just like the 12th man in the squad they help us, they travel um, with us all the time so you know
1: we just always want to give 100% to them because they deserve it Well Jez congratulations and enjoy the journey home I imagine you're going to get a few comments as you get back on the bus but well, well done Jez
3: just on the, um, the, the the goal I mean technically it looks like a really difficult sort of bit of technique to do is that is that something you, know, you hit one like that before in training in, in, in your youth um, spell with Palace or
7: Nah, not necessarily. Um, just normally, I thought um, I didn't have as much time as I did, but um, yeah, I just saw the keeper coming a bit, and I was based on the right, so you know, I just put it there, and I knew that he wasn't able to catch it. So I'm just happy that I went in.
3: Yeah, and these sort of darts beyond the, the, the defensive line is that something that, that you've, you've looked to add into your game over the last few weeks as well? Because I think as a team, Charlton seems to be doing that more in the last few weeks. Yeah,
7: 100. You know, we know we have quality on the ball to feet, and um, sometimes other um, teams will look at us and think that's all we have so we're just happy that we're adding different um, stuff to our game even Corey's goal running behind so yeah that's what we've been working on in training and just happy that's paying off in the games
3: Well see uh, as Stubber's mentioned this is, this is your first loan away so your first experience of, of, of what, what it's been like over the last few weeks so it's your first, your first January transfer window where you've had to deal with noise from elsewhere people talking about you where you might go where you where you might stay um, how, how have you found trying to deal with that whilst uh, whilst concentrating on your football?
7: Yeah, obviously it's hard to hear all the noise, but you know I'm, I'm just trying to block it out and focus on where I'm at now, which is charting, and I'm just trying to give 100% for the team and for the supporters.
3: Was I mean, was someone like Mark Bright in, in in a lot of sort of conversations with you to try and help you keep your, your head straight with, with where you needed to be?
7: Yeah, 100%. You know, Mark's just been helping me, and advising me, just saying I should put my head down and work hard, and um, the goals will come and the results will come, and we're just happy that we're doing that right now. We want to continue it.
3: Yeah, and um, also I guess with Mark, as he started talking about what you think might might come after this season. Obviously, I spoke to you at Shrewsbury We talk about how Palace do like to give young flair players a, a chance. Has, has there been conversations about what might come after this season yet?
7: Yeah. Um, now he's just telling me to stay focused because you know the, like, he knows the quality that I have, and he just want me to keep in learning and improving my game every um, every week. And you know, next season will take care of itself.
3: I think you're Charlton's top scorer, aren't you? Um, so that, that's that's quite an impressive return. Is that is that something you had in mind when you when you when you came to join the club? You you want to sort of be at the, the right end of the, the scoring table? Um, yeah, you know, I just
7: want to impact games as much as I can, help the team. Um,
3: it's just a nice
7: feeling to score goals, but most importantly, winning matches. Um, that's all we really care about. Do you
3: have a little competition with Miles or, or Corey who's getting a few now? Is that something that the back of your mind when you get back on the bus? You be saying, "Oh, I've got another one now."
7: No, not necessarily. <laughs> we just we just want to help. Um, the team as much as we can because we know um, all of us can score goals and we know that if we're on our day that it will be hard for any defence to stop us. So yeah, we're just happy that all of us are scoring and
6: chipping in with the goals. Thank you Where does that one rank in your in your goals? Is that right up there? That yeah. finish? I
7: think number one. Yeah, hundred yeah. <laughs> yeah, percent.
1: Yeah, number one. Yeah. Touching tribute down there. You you've got booked as well, which is oh, yeah. uh, seemed a bit harsh, but lovely
7: tribute by the club. Yeah, you know um, the club wanted to show our appreciation the family and um, yeah just the support that they have and going through a lot of tough times uh, with their family but we're just happy that we're able to get the win for them today. What's the new manager brought? Four wins out of five seems to be you know you're bang on form. Has he brought something different to the football club that you know that you've noticed? Um, you know Dean's really demanding and um, he encourages us all the time like in training like to put 100% uh, we've been working hard um, the tactics have been spot on as well so yeah, game by game, we're just taking it as it comes and trying to get as much wins as possible. You must be enjoying your football right now. You look like you've got a smile on your face when you play. And Yeah, 100% I think that's the most important thing, to play football with a smile on my face because, you know, it's what I do is it's basically all my life I've been doing. And I'm just happy
3: that I'm able to continue doing that for the team. There we go, Jez. Um, I mean, <laughs> I, obviously I, I sort of asked him a little bit there about his future which is is not going to be one for him to, to talk about at this moment in time you always are so just in case I want to Naif but it's not going to be with us and, and that's another thing we can be frustrated about like our best player is, is only here temporarily and you know at some point he'll have to go back into Chelsea's academy yeah yeah I- <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, I mean, listen, I mean, that's what I was saying at the beginning. Um, his first senior, how many, what's he got
3: now? Eight goals, is it? Eight goals, Eight. top scorer. It's a remarkable return for a loanee. We don't, we Matt. don't. I mean, I know, I know Stocker's had nine goals as a striker, I think, on loan, but he's a striker. <laughs> like, this is just yeah. playing wide forward or winger, and he's been excellent.
0: Exactly, and, you know, it's his first senior season. I know he tucked in the development needs last year, but he's coming on, they're all different goals. You've got tap-ins, you've got him coming in on his left. Um, I don't know. Has he scored Edda? or Am I imagining that? Um, I can't remember. But I um, can't think of one off the top of my nah. head. I'm, I think I'm thinking of Jack Payne because he's quite small, isn't he? But um, yeah, different positions and everything. But yeah, no, Jez, Jez is doing really well. And if he get if he if he can get double double figures in his first season, it's it's not too shabby, is it really? So I'd be amazed if he does stay in League One next year. I hope he does. I hope you know we can get him again because I think he definitely offers us something different. Um, as well as Corey. that you know, If you're a full-back, you are a fullback, you do not want to go across any of them. You've got Corey who's direct and you've got Jez who can be direct, but in a trickier way. And I wouldn't be like to play against uh, Jez coming in on his left foot. So great, great season from Jez so far. And yeah, it was, it was a good finish for him yesterday. But at the end of the day, it's this, this is the problem with loans. Inevitably, they are going to end up going back to their parent clubs if they do well. So you don't really have many loans that don't go great. And then you keep them year after year. So we'll just have to wait and see, mate. But hopefully something can be done so we can uh, get him for another year.
3: Yeah, I mean, that Josh Cullen, for example, loan spell was a one-off because we had him in League One. And then when you play well in League One, you have to go on loan to the Championship. But because he played well, we were in the Championship. So that that was... Uh... Uh, that that was why we were able to keep him. It's unlikely with with, with, uh, with Jez, right? Harvey uh, emails. I thought Gav Kilkenny had an outstanding debut yesterday. Already looking a great addition uh, to the squad. Still undecided on Penny and Bon, however. Uh, yet again, Raksaki was brilliant, and hopefully we extend his loan for another season. Uh, as unlikely as it looks. That's from Harvey. Cheers, Harvey. Uh, and then Dean says, I thought Kilkenny had a pretty decent game yesterday when he gets up to speed with Matt Sharpness. That midfield free uh, will be brilliant. A big mention for Ness, who is getting better and better every game. He looks like a seasoned pro. Let's just pray to God there is a takeover happening and it happens soon, as I would hate to lose our good players in the summer. Uh, would like to uh, see Holden get a new contract as well. Keep up the good work. That's from uh, Dean. Cheers, Dean. And then finally, we just got a message uh, in as well from Daniel. It says, it's the hope that kills you. Uh, two more wins over the next couple of games will get us all believing. It's probably too late, but I like Holden uh, the way he conducts himself. Us sneaking into sixth place and going up would be very Cheltenham. We've never done things the easy way. Keep up the good work on the pod. That's from Daniel. Cheers, Daniel. Yes, well, so sort of, <laughs> not not doing it the easy way and and uh, getting promoted from where we are. Uh, is taking it a step too far, really, because it's like we're giving it all the other teams about a 10-point head start. But yeah, there we go. Right, we've run out of time uh, on this week's uh, Charlton Live. Uh, Now, if you listen to this, don't forget to go and check uh, the My New Football Club podcast with David L. Um, I was on that this morning. He was on our show on Thursday. I went on his this morning to look back at yesterday's game. So it's got him uh it's got alex who's a, an Exeter city fan it's also got the comedian lloyd griffith uh, who's actually quite well known and i didn't know he was going to be on it so he was he was good good value as well so have a listen to that on uh, on their channels once you've listened to this pod uh, and make sure you join us again on thursday we'll be looking ahead to the fleetwood game which should be good um hopefully have a special guest on that one as well actually but i will i will try and sort that in the week right thanks uh, for listening thank you for your messages thank you nathan ben cheers boys cheers chaps Absolute pleasure as always. My name's Louis Mendes. Thanks for listening. We shall see you again on Thursday. <laughs>